you think is the dad? To see my pretty face. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Steven Wendell coming at you for the second time. Thank you guys so much for coming back and listening to us. It is an honor. I'm here with my co-host, Tanner Gray. How's it going, guys? It is nice to be back. It is nice to be back, isn't it? So nice to be back. We're here with our uh, friend, Devin Clays. Howdy, howdy. Unfortunately, Mr. Nicholas Cook cannot be here tonight. I know we're all very upset about that. I know I am. Uh, he is indisposed at the moment, but he will be back. He will be back. He's not dead. He's not in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. He's, He's alive and well. He just, you know, had other things somewhere? going on. So we're going to continue on without him. Yeah, well, he's here in spirit, as he said last time. In spirit, episode. he's here with us. Yeah, he's here. Obviously not flesh and blood. Right, you, can't, you can't hear him, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, but, shit, I, well, we'll yeah, get yeah. into your intro. Well, we're, we're talking second part, H.H. Holmes. Let's just get down to business. What, what are we well, talking about here, well, Steven? Well, someone's trying to get down to the nitty-gritty. Easy, easy now. Hold All your right. horses now. Well, shit. he is right. This is our second episode of our uh, our three-part series. of H. This is H.H. Holmes. Uh Last we left off is he uh, found his perfect spot. That's oh, he, oh, he found his perfect spot. For his murder castle. Oh, yeah. The murder castle is uh, it's envisioned. He's, yep. uh, so we left off last time with that uh, the old lady in the pharmacy. Yeah. Which he had swindled out of money. Swindled, uh, you know, got in good graces with him. And, uh, you know, found that money. That he the, needed. the husband died. She mysteriously disappeared. Oh, crazy. That's that's wild. And all of a sudden, he had complete control of the pharmacy. Not just the pharmacy, but he bought the land across the street, again, through swindling. Isn't that a coinky dink? Yeah. He ended up swindling a bunch of banks, people, this, this, and that. Got the money he needed. And then he began to build his murder castle. Mm-hmm. And beginning of it, before we even get into all of that, how was this murder castle built, you might ask? That is an interesting question. What was happening during Chicago again? We, we kind of covered it last episode. So the Great Fire had happened, right, of Chicago, which we covered in the last episode. And essentially, it, it pretty much fucked up the entire Chicago area, like downtown, all that area. Oh, thousands, thousands upon thousands of buildings were burned down. Yeah. Families lost their homes. They lost the men, women lost their jobs. It was a trying time. So this this creates a very big opportunity for people looking for jobs, looking right. for employment. It, they want to rebuild the area. Exactly. So, it, Clay's, what would you do if in this situation? You, you know what I and mean? And you want to build a murder castle. And you, just, you, you had no job. You okay. were looking for something. Look, some look, looking for a little, little something, some, some mm. way to get the people going. You know, we're, we're talking maybe build... The murder castle, if you will. We're talking first story. We're, we're seeing a strip mall built. All the bells and whistles. We're talking jewelry stores, barber shop, maybe shoe store, a tailor. All the nonsense. Get those shoes shined. Yeah, exactly. Everything that goes. A Panda Express with, with if a, you're hungry. You're damn right, son. Yeah, a full on goddamn uh, food court, if you will. Yeah. Is there food courts back then? Should probably not, but you know what? It would catch my eye. Yeah. No, that's and that's exactly what he did. Like, so he, it's the whole entire first floor of his quote unquote murder castle was a, a, basically a strip mall. 
And yeah. it was a way to draw people in, kind of bait them in so they'd be able to come in and enjoy the surroundings and notice just perhaps that they could stay there. Perhaps. If there they were visiting. Be, there might be a hotel I could, with some rooms I could, I could get. Not only is it a strip mall, but there's actually a beautiful hotel there right above. There are accommodations for us to stay. Yes. It was just a perfect. It's, it's fancy. It sounds prestigious. It's unheard of. How many malls have you ever seen? That you can actually stay the night. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, this to is this one day, fancy said, man. Yeah, and that's why I said he was ahead of his time. He was a genius. Yeah, dude, Whether or not he was a psycho, fine, which he was fuck? a psycho and a murderer, but the guy was a fucking genius. I mean, you got to figure all psychopaths are geniuses. You I know would say all of them. There's multiple categories, but like, yeah. well, that's, a, well, whole any, that's any, a whole other debate. Any famous psychopath is going to be a fucking genius. Uh, right? uh, I wouldn't say Jeffrey Dahmer was a fucking. That's a whole other thing. Let's get on track, topic. fellas. I'm going to be the one to kind of like fucking get We're going to reel it back in here. <laughs> back in. So, again, he did He did have this thing under works, right? So, how did he get people? We obviously said because the Chicago Fire, a lot of people came in, and they wanted to work on the building, right? And that's, and that's good. He hired and fired a shit ton of people. The guy literally took advantage of people during this really, really fucked up time. Well, yeah, because he would hire them. And then in order to not pay them, because obviously he was fucking broke because he was a con artist. He, he made his money boring. by fucking people over. So what he would do is he'd hire all these people that were architects, you know, carpenters, masonry experts. You know what I mean? He'd hire them. And then he'd be like, oh, that block is two inches to the left. I don't like it. You're fired. They would complete and you're half the job. And he'd be like, all right, yeah, that's not good enough. Uh, go leave no money you get no money you're fired yeah you're fired wow that sounds like someone we all know (laughs) weird weird crazy anyway Um, so we fire a bunch of dudes people come in for work just trying to make ends meet took advantage of the situation and that's really how he got the murder castle built uh he manipulated he was a master manipulator and that's a huge point here yeah and just like the last episode we talked about how Starting off, you know, you could tell he was a manipulator. Yeah. And, the, he, and what he did in the last episode. From from when he was in college on, pretty much, yeah. is what we know. Uh, we know of is he was a manipulator. So, he thrived off that if he wasn't murdering people. So a lot of motherfuckers are getting hired and fired. Right? Yep. And and so let's get into the castle layout real quick. So the first floor, as, as Clay's talked about, had all the bells and whistles that draw all the common folks in. They all enjoyed the the nice uh, the food courts. If there was food courts, I don't think there were. <laughs> Probably not. Probably but, not. But it, it enjoyed all the all uh, the essentials back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had it, the barber shops, the shoe store, all that stuff, right? So let's get to the second floor. What was on the second floor? I so mean, the second floor, you know, it had the hotel rooms, had all the. The, the bells and whistles as far as if you wanted to stay the night at this luxurious, what looks like, yeah you know, not necessarily a castle, but it looks like a really nice hotel. Yeah. Something something like, uh, what would we call it? It was Trump Towers back in the 1860s. Trump Towers back in the 1860s. There we go. But, however, there is something deeper in this second floor. Something that the guests do not know about. And what makes it very... Um, 
It's different. Very different. It's different. But the guests don't know. They have no they idea. They have no idea. They think they're checking in to a luxurious stay down in downtown Chicago. You know, we might go down downtown and just check out everything down there. And, all, and on this floor, it would be a basic. On the second floor, it would be kind of basic. There would be a lot of rooms, obviously. Mm-hmm. There would be a lot of accommodations, a lot of rooms. People be coming to stay. Uh, pretty much every single room was soundproof. That's the first thing that we want to talk about. And that's that's crucial. That's crucial not only for hotels, but for murderers. Oh, yeah. You can do all your business in there. If it's soundproof, you ain't got to worry about nobody calling the cops. Nothing like that. Again, I'm talking about the bells and whistles. This motherfucker had trap doors. He had gas chambers. And he had little peepholes. Gas chambers. My God. Gas chambers. Yeah. This is well before Hitler's time, ladies and gentlemen. It was, well af- it was way no, I it was said before. before. Yeah, no, it was after. Before. I'm kidding. It was not. Yeah, okay. All right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had he had all elab- he had an elaborate of just fucking soundproof room, trap doors that led to the basement. And he was you know? peeping. He was peeping. He was, he was peeping, peeping tall the entire peeping time. Fucking is a go, yes. Was, Margaret, please. Just very Take well that- thought out. Yeah. Yeah, take that dress off for me. Mm. Dude, he had little stairs. So he'd have dudes, these dudes who come in, right? The dudes we talked about, he'd hire and fire, like, almost immediately. He'd make them build, like, a, a partial staircase to nowhere. Yeah, and they'd be like... And then the- he'd blame them for doing what he asked. He'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this? Go leave. I'm just trying to finish my job and take it to another like, room. You told me to build a partial staircase. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> fire. Yeah, you're fired. You, you, Where's the staircase? stupid. That was dumb. That's I terrible. Like that. that was a terrible thing. You did not listen to me correctly, obviously. So he'd fire him. And these stairs would literally lead to nowhere. Like, it would just yeah. confuse the fuck out of the guests. Oh, confuse as fuck. Like, which room is 312? Oh, it's that way down on your left. Take a right, take a left, go and then up take, the, go up the fake staircase, and then, and then, and then go back down, go back and down, then do a U-turn at the uh, the gas chambers, and then also the, there's a barber shop if you need your haircut. Yeah, so if you get too lost, just go back downstairs. We'll It'll accommodate you. We'll accommodate you at the desk, and we'll let you know where oh, you need to go man. from there. And don't lose your room key because that's an extra five dollar charge. This is this is the way it was. Yeah, this shit was fucking nuts. And this he planned it from the start. Now let's talk about the third floor. Yeah, that's where it gets even more. That's interesting. where it gets crazy, right? So, what what happens on the third floor, Dev? What's going on? Uh, here? I mean, the third floor. Th- th- this is where it gets a little bit more maniacal, a little bit mm. saucy. I, 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 this is where I, yeah. the sauce comes. Yeah, exactly. So you know you you know you got malls. At various major cities, okay, normal deal. Not normal to have a hotel in the mall, but that's pretty fucking cool. But then the third floor, now you you just got a maze. Purposely made by this man just to get people fucking confused and lost. And then when people are confused and lost, separated from everyone they know, and then you got all these soundproof rooms, you were just, we're just talking about targets. It people was perfect. Just, yeah, people just waiting to get scooped up this that and the third and like you're just asking for a bad time i don't I, know why the fuck you went to the third floor but it was the wrong day to and do the so. worst part about it is or i guess the best part for him is that he had keys to every single room 
He oh. had keys to all of it. He was a mastermind. Yeah. Keys to every locked room in the entire castle. Well, castle, murder I mean, castle. I mean, of course. Quotation marks, castle. I mean, obviously the manager's going to have keys to all the rooms, but at the yeah. same time, he'd be locking those motherfuckers in. But he was sitting there fucking waiting, licking his chops for somebody to come in a room. And then he would just come in there and lock them in and turn on the gas. Turn on the gas and wait till they go to sleep. Good and night, feel, and there's no, and there's not like even a full number. Like, right? We had, we'll go back to Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper had a certain amount of people he killed, right? Yeah. This guy, literally, we don't have no idea, no, really, there's, there's how no... many people this guy murdered. You, you no. can only think about how many people he confessed. Too. Yeah. But then we're talking about the number of people he didn't confess to. Correct, correct. And that's the crazy part about all of it. He might have the biggest body count in history. As far as murder is concerned, yeah. Not sexually, oh. but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. my. Oh, God. Hey, maybe he did. Oh, good, good mind. Oh, geez. Oh. Oh, oh, my. We've gone too far. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> so there was one guy in particular. There was one man in particular that he actually put his trust in a little bit. Yeah, that was actually a quote-unquote friend. I don't know. Serial killers, I guess, do have friends, even though they lack a lot of empathy and a lot of uh, emotional stability. Uh, yeah, a trustworthy henchman. They, I guess you could say that's <laughs> probably <laughs> more of a correct term. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely more of a henchman, and his name was Benjamin Feitzel. Now this is going to be crucial. Yeah, this is this, he's a big part of this, this story. This is massive, yeah. and this this comes down to. Um, this is where what leads to eventually his his demise, his demise, and how he ends up in front of the hangman hangman noose, hanging from a fucking rope. Benjamin Plaza was just a common man. Just like, a common man. He, he had, had a family. He had he had five kids. Yep, a wife, five kids. Yeah, he had five kids. A wife. He's a family man, just trying to make his way. Chicago back in the day, as we covered last episode, was a very very sketch. Like, yeah. There's a lot of murders. There's we, we said something like 1,600 murders. In a year. Yeah, it was. It was. There's crazy. a. I don't not sure exact number of what we said last episode, but there's a lot of murders. It's an astronomical number. Yeah, yeah. and people are just disappearing left and right. And this guy just trying to get ahead, dude. He, he needed money for his family. He's a common dude. Like wages were not high. And and H H Holmes again was a master manipulator. He was, and he could con. He could con him way con his way into going to heaven. Oh yeah, just yeah. sell ice to an Eskimo. Concept. Exactly, damn right he could. Exactly. And so I, this dude was just looking for a way to make ends meet. So he ended up making him like his right hand man, so to speak, like we said, his henchman. And he was, was like probably the closest again as his, as as a friend can be to a serial mm-hmm. killer. Yeah, and he did a lot of construction. He he was a manager of the building. Yeah. He made sure things were done the way he wanted things to be done, and he would look the blind eye. Uh, yeah. He would turn a blind eye on a, on a lot of things that that Holmes would do. He would say, "You know what? He's paying me. He's 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 kind to my family. He's making sure we have food on the table, and that's what we need right now." And during yeah. that time, that was huge. It was massive. That was huge. I mean, and 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 he was and he was good at his job. Mm-hmm. Heitzel was very very good at his job, and Holmes saw him as an instrument, as a tool, to be able to to kind of push forward what he wanted to accomplish. Instrument. To his dream, exactly, yeah. exactly, and, and let's talk about that a little bit, man. Eventually, as you befriend a serial killer, <laughs> things get go a little bit go a little bit haywire. Oh, they go. Yeah, they it's go a little crazy. bit crazy. I mean, me personally, I don't think I would uh, 
shack up or uh, fucking be friends with the serial killer. But then again, at the end of the day, we the really guy might out. he might have known, but he might have not. You never know. In really. the beginning, maybe not. Yeah, but maybe he just is like really dumb. Maybe he very was. just very oblivious, perhaps. Yeah, just too busy with work. You know, maybe he would just he just listened to the sound of the siren, so to speak. There's you know what I'm of- saying? Holmes is kind of like a a siren that drags fucking. Sailors off the and this guy, and you're right again. Like, he was a master manipulator. Yeah, man. This man. guy would literally like let anybody fucking uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was again, it was it was amazing, it was masterful of what he did. And he eventually got it got a little bit serious. And and Peitzel got wise to what he was doing. He's like, okay, maybe this shit's a little too sketchy for what I'm I signed up for until <laughs> until until. You but see wait, all that there's cash. There's more. <laughs> you see all that cash. And money, 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 money. Literally. And this guy literally flashed him. He said, look. He said, this is what we're going to do. He went back to his college days. He went back to his old little, his own little charade, mm-hmm. his own little plans. And he said, you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to fake your death. I need some money. We're going to fake your death. You have a $10,000 life insurance policy. And back in the day, that was money. So big. That yeah. was money. Back in the 1860s, 1890s, holy God, that was a lot of money. Oh. And this is... guy, he was like, you know, we're going to fake your death. And get and and don't worry. I'm going to take care of you. You're going to get half of what I make. You'll get five grand out of this for you and your family. Yeah, we'll split a halfsies. We'll go halfsies with you, dude. Halfsies. And your whole family taken care of for a long time because of this man. You'll you'll continue to be employed with me. You'll be a manager. I'll take care of you, man. We'll get this we'll get this going together. And obviously that was a that opportunity was uh too good to refuse. Yeah. Way too good to refuse. It's like fuck, I wouldn't pass on that. I mean, hell, I mean with t- technology the way it is, like who are you to say that it didn't happen? Like, where is the evidence gonna be? How how are you gonna prove exactly? It was looking good for him. Yeah. But if, yeah, even and, if even if something did go sideways, he'd be able to talk his way out of it probably and claim innocence or claim ignorance. Yeah, and even back in the day, like the police force and like and detective detectives back in the day, they didn't have the technology we had today. Yeah, they couldn't just pair. They, they had no fingerprints. They, they had, had no, no. They didn't have the forensics there, technology there, exactly. that we have today. They didn't, and it, it's just the way it goes. And I think that's why this sadistic fuck. Was able to do what he did. And, and this is what happened, of course. Him being a mass manipulator and being a, like, a lacking of empathy in general. He fucking killed him. Yeah. Holmes killed fucking Peitzel. For real, for yeah, real. He like, killed, he killed, killed him. Benjamin Peitzel. Hit him with the old uh, chloroform rag, dude. Yep. And then while he's sitting there. He's probably working, dude. Probably just hammering away. Probably getting some shit done. Look, look away, dude. Look at this. <laughs> All of a sudden, you dude, know. he's chloroformed up, dude. He's brought down to the basement. And guess what? Game over. Yeah, and then fucking Holmes sets his ass on fire while he's taking a dirt nap. <laughs> a <laughs> dirt nap, so dude, with chloroform. It's so fucked. Yeah, and that's his quote-unquote friend, bro. And that actually, like, brings me back to the first episode when we talked about his, like, his like childhood friend, he pushed him down the stairs, possibly, and killed him. Yeah, it's like you can't when you don't have empathy and you don't understand human beings, and you're kind of like separated, so to speak, psychologically from human beings. Like yeah. you can't have true friends. No, and and this guy literally took again, didn't even think about it. Probably just was didn't care. Just killed him, set yeah. him on fire. 
while he was taking a chloroform nap. While he was probably working. Yeah. And doing things for him. Yeah. He said, you know what? I want all this money to myself. Fuck you. Fuck your family. I'm getting this 10 grand and I'm going to kill your family. I have debtors that I don't need to pay. Right. <laughs> so. And, and that's, and, and he, again, he took all the money for himself. He decided to run away with it. And after, and after his family died, or I'm sorry, after he died, Holmes was like, you know what? He's very, very close with, with Pytel's family at this point. Took his wife aside and said, you know what? I'm so sorry about your loss, but, but let me, let I'm me so go ahead. Sorry. Let me, let me go ahead and, and take some of your children underneath the wing to relieve some of the stress. Yeah. I'll just take a few of them and, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure they're, we'll make sure they're okay. We'll make sure they're good to go. And he, and literally she agreed to give to, I guess, put in custody three of her, of the five of her children to H.H. H. Holmes. And, and to me, the dude, that's so fucking wild. Let's stop right there. Well, she was overcome with grief. I know. I and get she that. She lost her husband. Like, but it's like I don't think and, but that. But she would never have thought. I. But yeah. No. True. Yeah. But I don't think that did his wife, Peitzel's wife, ever, ever fucking go to the murder castle and actually see like what was going on with her husband and I mean because I don't think I'd be like okay look during that time period I, so, I, women you, were not even allowed to vote. That is true. Okay, so we got to think about that. Too, yeah, we yeah. have to understand that suffrage was at a very all-time low during that time period, dude. Like, slaves weren't even slaves. I get like, I guess it was slaves during that period. Like indentured hmm. servants, whatever. Yeah. Like during that time, any if you were minority, if you were a woman, if you were anything that was not a white straight male, you were considered the minority or on the 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 small rung of society, and. And that's literally what it was about. Like she probably, uh, to your point, like Tanner, she probably didn't know. She yeah. probably was cut out of the picture. Yeah. Right. And all she knew was, oh, hey, this is my husband's best friend. Yeah. He employed him. He mm -hmm. took care of our family. He oh, he good. gave us money to survive. Put food on the table for us. I should trust him. Yeah. I mean, if anything, the most she probably ever saw was maybe the strip mall yeah you know what i mean and that would so fucking like, be amazing yeah be like wow my husband was in charge of all this like what an accomplishment this guy's a great guy exactly you know? i mean and of course you're gonna show them all the bells and whistles you're gonna you're gonna show people what the best part of this place is exactly and that's probably yeah, exactly what that fucker did yeah. but she didn't she, it was all about ignorance it wasn't that she didn't she trusted him and that was the worst part about all this right she trusted him the guy literally did everything Holmes did everything for his family and he took advantage of the situation took advantage straight up so for those three kids that he ended up taking under his wing quote unquote so to speak he killed them yep dead he killed them and at this time while killing these kids there was a lot of people after him for burning down buildings for like arson yeah so he had the insurance companies he had a few lawyers on his tail so he was trying to balance things out as a like he was at the same time he was struggling. He was trying to figure things out. Oh, he was probably stressing. Oh, dude, of course he had so many people coming after him for money. Yeah, like I'd be stretching, I'd be shitting myself every day because so, he just he's trying to find all this money to pay these people and he can't because all he's in is con people. 
So, yeah, so those of us who are big fans of Red Dead Redemption 2, which I am, I'm a big fan of Red Dead Redemption 2. Hell yeah, brother. Guess who caught up with him? Gosh darn Pinkertons. The Pinkerton Detective Agency. Them damn Pinkertons. That's that's how it goes. And uh, the Pinkertons always they always figure it out. I don't know what it is. They're just always sticking their fucking nose somewhere where it don't belong. <laughs> and we got to appreciate that, dude. The, the the servitude of the federal government is at hand. And because of the missing kids. Because of the missing kids and because of the things that have been happening with the arson, the insurance companies were pressing him with lawyers and stuff. They're like, you know what? Let's look into this guy, dude. We got to figure what's going on. So they launched a full-on investigation. They went to the murder castle that he owned, and they started doing a little bit of uh, little detective work. A little digging, bit of digging, digging, digging. digging. Yeah, bro, perhaps digging. this man's a fucking O'Driscoll or something. Oh, no. you know? <laughs> probably is. Or it might be part of old Dutch's gang. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they, and eventually he wasn't part of either one of those, but he was part of being a serial killer. (laughs) He was part of that crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, they found all this evidence. They actually went in there. They saw the gas chambers that he would lock people into. They saw the basement. They saw all these fucking crazy things that he did that, and, Obviously, there was there wasn't any bodies, which is wild. He got rid of all of them. Threw the tracks quite well, and he'd take them. Yeah, he just trap door. The trap doors came in handy. Yeah, and uh, in the end, he was arrested by the Pinkerton Detective Agency, and he was brought to justice. Yeah, and and the crazy thing is that really the thing that got him was. Benjamin Peitzel. Yeah, that's was. what his best up. friend. It's ironic, isn't it? And you fuck what, over your best friend. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens, dude. Homies for life, dog. Right or die. Absolutely. And when he was on a stand, he confessed twenty-seven murders. Although there could have been, there's a lot more that people were. So many more, dude. Exactly. So many more. They were saying hundreds. I heard. All- could have been hundreds. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, dude. In yeah. the time span that he had the murder castle, the time he was convicted, it could have been hundreds. There's people coming out of Chicago during that time, like left and right. You know, yeah, I mean, dude. it's all this beautiful place. They want to stay there. Just all these, all these random immigrants. You know, maybe documented, maybe not. Yep. Regardless, they're not full Americans. People don't really and know them. Track people them. don't at the time, unfortunately, give a fuck. The immigration yeah. system back then, dude, they're not documenting a lot of these people, right? So oh. we're coming in. It's kind of all willy-nilly. It's, it's, like, it's like, oh, what, what's his fuck got killed? Like, who knows who him? Who cares? Like, you know exactly. Like, that, that, that we don't have enough manpower to deal with all this. I mean, we've got other problems. We exactly. literally just had the whole fucking city burned to the ground. Exactly. Okay? We got a lot on our plate. You exactly. Know? But, there are, again, there are specific detective agencies like the Pinkertons we talked about. And they they brought him to justice, like I said, and and on uh, May seventh, eighteen ninety six, he was hanged. Man, dude, he yeah, was man. hanged. Everything he was hung, dude. His up. fucking he, his life, his the last breath was out of his body. Yeah, and he was done. Good riddance. Good riddance to that motherfucker. Get out of here! Don't let the door hit you on but the way out. Being a serial killer, dude. You know that's that's a thing, but but betraying your your best friend, you know it's fucked, dude. Yeah, not a fan of that, dude. No, <laughs> kill whoever you want. The, the man who helped build the empire. Yeah, dude. Pretty much. The dude who's your right hand, and yeah. you're gonna betray him and fucking kill him because you're greedy. Anyway, 
I'll get off my soapbox. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys listening. We are really excited for you guys to listen to the next episode. We'll be talking about Eileen Warnos. Yeah, our next episode is going to be uh, crazy, man. You yeah, guys the- need to come in. Stay tuned, dude. We're going to release oh, some more yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's going to be a juicy motherfucker, dude. Dev, yeah. I appreciate you coming out here Thank and, and so recording much. this podcast. Uh, 100%, buddy. fellas. For Thank sure. You. Thank you guys so much, bro. And uh, you guys uh, have a good night. Stay tuned.